0: Can't believe they try to take over my show. Can't believe it. Don't, don't, don't show them,
1: Kevin. What are you building?
0: Oh, uh, you'll see. You will see. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry.
2: I'm Dr. Daryl Ray, and I took a left at the valley. And the party was really good.
3: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated. Something
0: to be Coming at you from City BC, this is Less of the Valley. My name is Kevin and I yelled cow at a woman on a bike. She gave me the finger and then plowed her bike straight into the cow. You know, I warned her. <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team who asked a librarian if she had a book about Pavlov's dog and Chordiner's cat. It rang a bell, but she wasn't sure if it was there or not. (laughs) (laughs) She found an origami porn channel, but it's only (laughs) pay-per-view. (laughs) Nancy... I like that one. The tons are on point. And her boss told her to dress for for the job you want. Now she's at the HR office dressed as Wonder Woman. Kirsten.
4: Oh, that would be hilarious. That would only pass on Halloween at my work. (laughs)
0: Ladies, welcome back. Hope you had a great week. It is. It's been sunny and
1: beautiful. It was hot. I like hot.
0: Turn your mic towards you, dear. I can oh, barely hear you. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah. Nope. Just
0: uh, turn the mic towards you. Oh,
1: it's, there we there go. There we go. Sorry about that. We Make can blame love.
4: Christina. She's not
0: here. Make love to the mic, Nancy. You know this by <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> so, only, only out of desperation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll be talking to YouTuber Sarah Austin, transgender woman. This should be interesting. But first, let's do a chat. Uh, Did you guys hear that uh, right here in B.C. locally, uh, they had uh, a by-election in Nanaimo, and the second uh, Green MP in the country was elected, Paul Manley, who happens to be a personal friend of mine. Oh. I happen to know a gentleman. Wow. wow. Yeah. Paul Paul has a, uh, he was a filmmaker. I actually have one of his documentaries right here. Uh, and uh, he's a great, great guy. And he's been running with the Greens for a little while now. And I'm really, really proud of him. And he actually agreed to actually come on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll, in the future, we'll have a show with Paul Manley. And we'll discuss things, environmentals, I guess.
1: We now have an inside yeah. politics.
0: Yeah, so good so. for him. You know, he was elected in, in Nanaimo. Uh, and uh, he, uh, everybody expected the uh, New Democrat, the NDP, to go in there. He, he clobbered both the New, the new Democrats and uh, the Conservatives nice. uh, in, in, uh, in the writing. So, Paul, I'm real proud of you, buddy. Uh, good for you. So now we actually have a second. Elizabeth May is not all, the only Green MP in Parliament on mm-hmm. Parliament Hill. Now Paul Manley will be joining her in Ottawa.
1: Oh, a great success. Let's Absolutely. See, let's see what
0: happens. Yeah. Uh, there's a report from the CBC, speaking of, of green, that says nature is in the worst shape in human is- history ever. Um, That's sad. Yeah.
1: Is that a surprise to anybody? No. no.
0: This is according to a UN report. Um, <clears throat> the ex- uh, extension tr- uh, is uh, threatening over one million species mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, species loss is accelerating to a rate 100 times faster than in the past. Uh, The Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity had 450 uh, researchers uh, do a report of 1,000 pages, and they uh, they cited over 15,000 scientific reports. Mm -hmm. Um, If this is not a red alert, I don't know what is.
1: And actually, that's been getting a lot of coverage. It has. In the U.S., um, NPR, which is the, the nonprofit, has a show on Fridays mm-hmm. called Science Fridays with, um, I think it's Ira Flato. Mm-hmm. And so he covered it fairly extensively um, last, this last Friday.
0: It's starting to make headways politically here in Canada. Uh, but it's not going to mean so much unless it starts to do the same in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like we said, like we just talked about Paul Manley being elected there. And apparently they're talking about maybe a small green wave going across the country mm-hmm. because people are realizing, you know, it's been the same back and forth between liberals and conservatives forever. This is not getting us anywhere. And the clock is running out. It really is.
1: Well what what are the chances that the, that some of the conservatives are going either you know on either side of the border are suddenly going to wake up and say oh my gosh we better move before you know it gets any worse what are the chances yeah. that the deniers are suddenly going to you know have an epiphany and say ah you know, we we now we've got to do
0: something. The deniers will have an epiphany when it affects them personally, yeah. Because that's what conservative politics always does. Think, of take for example, uh, um, what was his name, uh, Dick Cheney? You know, oh, gays are horrible. Gays are horrible. Till his, uh, I think it was his daughter. It is his,
1: his turned daughter. Turned
0: out to be gay. Oh, now they're fine. They're fine now, right? It always it's it's always this with conservatives. You don't give a rant's ass, you don't give pardon my friends, you don't give a fuck about anything or anybody until it happens to you and all of a sudden you see the light. So hopefully these people are gonna start waking up because you now it's getting it's getting ridiculous. It's a, it's a month of May, it's already scorching here. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how this summer is gonna be. So anyway, let's hope let's hope this green wave actually starts to take hold. It's about time it does. Yeah, I
4: mean, take. we've already had a couple days here that have hit 30. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like, holy crap, man. Already, it's just May, beginning of May. Um, in the U.S., uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, said that the Northwest Passage, which has been claimed by Canada forever, is illegitimate. The claim is Ill- illegitimate. <laughs> everything the is The balls Ill- of this guy. Well,
1: everything is illegitimate except the Trump administration. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the world... Through those lenses, it makes perfect sense.
0: But I mean, it, it's this is if you look at the Northwest Passage, the, the the path it takes, it goes through a whole bunch of Canadian islands in the north, in the Arctic. There, how could that not be part of Canada? How 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 do you you think these are international waters? If you, if these are international waters, you have to dispute all these islands as not belonging to Canada. But of course, this is obviously a, a Seemingly veiled attempt at trying to push u s uh, to a uh, drill in the arctic that 's what it is, right oh yeah, so because if if you, if you claim the Northwest Passage or commercial passage all of a sudden belongs to another country, oh well, then you might have to actually be friendly to that country all of a sudden, right mm-hmm.
1: His, history is not going to be kind
0: no, to no no it 's not it 's not going to be friendly or Trump or no, anything like that no. um, there's this uh, <laughs> there's this author called Samuel Perry. He's an author, and he sur- uh, he did a survey, and the data found that uh, porn causes depression, <laughs> but only if you believe it's sinful. Oh, <laughs> so porn <laughs> will depress you if you're religious.
3: I saw that. So,
0: <laughs> I, I think—I think at this point it kind of shows that you know maybe guilt and shame are the problem, not the porn itself. Oh yeah, so, I think
1: I think you got something there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So maybe you know if you want to enjoy your porn just just leave your bible at home. And um speaking of sex last but certainly not least um there's been a um, a bit of a concerted effort by the religious right especially in the United States and it's starting to happen here in Canada but although it's much more guarded up here um a backlash against uh women's rights and especially when it comes to the abortion issue. Now we saw Georgia that just passed a law yeah basically, you know, if you're a woman and you have an abortion, uh, you're, you're facing prison time and maybe even the death penalty. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you're so pro-life, you're willing to kill a woman that you're, has an abortion. Right? You're
4: damned if you do, and you're damned if you yeah. don't.
1: Well, the whole thing is to push getting at least one of these cases before the Supreme Court because they think... The now- Supreme Court's
0: going to rule in for yeah. their favor, Yeah. yeah. Hence, that's why the whole Mike Cavanaugh thing uh, was it Mike Cavanaugh?
1: Kavanaugh.
0: Yeah, was it Mike? I don't know. I it. Gorsuch. Yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, that ca- that whole Cavanaugh thing and the whole why the whole election was so important to begin that's with. Right. Now it's the the, the 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 roosters are coming home. <laughs> the chickens are coming home to roost. Um, and uh, there's an actress, uh, actress Alyssa Milano. Remember her? Uh, she call- She called for women to essentially boycott sex. Till the politicians basically come out, come out and say, okay, <laughs> fine. And you know what? Good for her for saying so. Because it's the one thing that would work. I don't yeah. know.
1: You know, I, I, there, I, I don't know. There was this
0: wonderful little story, I remember. I don't have the notes with me here. But years ago, you talk talking about years ago. And in a remote Indian village in India, right? The well had to be fixed for some reason, right? And and it just wasn't happening. Until all the women in the village said, you know what, boys? No one is getting laid till that well is fixed. It was done. It was done instantly. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I hate to use this as some form of blackmail, but this might ne- actually be what is needed here. Women might actually have to stand up and say, "You know what? No, this is not happening until <laughs> until you guys fix the problem."
4: Well, I mean, it makes sense because I mean, what leads to you getting pregnant? Sex. Yeah. So if you don't want to deal with abortions, if you don't end up with an unwanted pregnancy, you can't end up with an unwanted pregnancy if you don't have sex.
1: I don't know. We're talking conservatives here.
0: It's just I don't know. I I I I don't know. But I I I think I think that women do hold the key to returning, switching over all these yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible decisions. And people get desperate. And you know, like I've been saying forever, we've been doing a. Forty-year detour into conservatism, and I I think I think we're starting to reach the peak. And there is that tipping point where people are going to say enough is enough for this. this Well, you know,
1: in, in these in the red states in the South, you still have a predominance of older white Republican conservatives who are making these laws. And mm. even though you might have the majority of people in Georgia that don't agree with this, the only way to get them out is to is to vote them out. But yeah. at this point, they're still they're still holding the power. Eventually I think things are going to you know work themselves out. But will they work themselves out before this reaches the Supreme Court? And mm-hmm. the two guys, yeah. you know, say, you know what, maybe women don't have to have the death penalty associated with it, but we can close the abortion centers and we can do the heartbeat law. They'll find something within there to be yeah. more restrictive. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's really scary. And frankly, I don't think we have time to wait because the old ways of changing happening like it's is essentially for the old guard to die. The older generation to pass on, then the newer generation comes in, and they don't have the same values. That's the old-fashioned way of doing things. And frankly, I don't think we can wait for this now. No. Because uh, things are moving a bit too fast, and it's starting to affect us even up here. Yeah. Because even our Canadian politicians are starting to say the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Andrew Shear, for example, said the other day that if he's elected, he will move uh, the embassy to Jerusalem, just like the United States mm-hmm. did. Right? And he's starting to use the same points. And apparently he also mentioned that he was willing to take another look into the whole abortion thing too. Well, there we go, right? Yeah. Although up here in Canada most most politicians are really are saying that they're willing to look into abortion, that's almost like a, a you know, political suicide. It's pretty much a sell case, but if if this this tendency that we're seeing in the states does come up here in Canada, I'm really 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 concerned about this. So. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic about how things are going to turn out in Canada, mostly because we've got a really good history and yeah. people have accepted abortion. We they haven't gone we haven't gone through up here what they have in, but in the states. But this
0: goes back to what I've been saying forever on this show. The thing is, is we have we have a tendency to be apathetic about these things. Because, you know, yeah, we have the law on our side. Yes, we have science on our side. Yes, we have reason on our side. But the Christians never stop fighting. They never, ever, ever stop. They lose, they keep going. Mm-hmm. They lie, they get debunked, they repeat the lie. Until they repeat it enough, until it becomes gospel somehow. Right? And this is what worries me. You know, it's it, we need eternal vigilance. Because they're not gonna stop, because they truly think that somehow they're divinely inspired to do this, and they're 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 motivated to change the world for Jeebus. Uh, you know they're not gonna stop this, and we can't just rely and say, well, you know what? We've settled this in 1970. Um, we can't say this anymore because they're always on the offensive, always, always on the offensive. And if we if we just let the, our guard down just even a little bit, they will just eat at us inch by inch. Until all of a sudden you wake up one morning and boom. All of a sudden all you uh, justices in the Supreme Court are conservatives. And all of a sudden, you know, Roe v. Wade becomes a possibility of being overturned. It's scary. This is a problem. It is is, is very scary. scary. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to something else. My dear Nancy, you're ready for our top ten?
1: I do. But it's going to be a little abbreviated because of the topic. I had a top 10, and then I realized if I did all 10, we'd be here until 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So I thought, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just, just to give us a break and to keep our listeners glued to their... You know, earphones and not falling asleep, we're going to do the top five. And the reason is, is because I've got five things that you won't believe can actually spy on you, Ooh. but they do. Ooh. So it takes a little little more time to do this. Yeah, curse did. Okay, so, you know, you always think about <laughs> governments and corporations You know, spying on us and computers, smartphones, maybe surveillance cameras. But there are things in our very own homes that either are spying or have the potential to spy. And the the, the thing I want to separate right at first is if you're paranoid, you're going to call it spying. If you're the manufacturer or a little more reasonable, you're going to call it data collection. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But this is really interesting. One of the things that is on the top of the list are robot vacuum cleaners.
0: Really? Roomba. I
1: I know. Isn't that amazing? You
0: mean like the Roomba?
1: The Roomba. Roomba. That's right. They're convenient, but they actually can spy on you. The Roomba. For example, has been caught spying, and so has a, a Chinese one called the d D Q D I Q E E. Has anyone heard of that? No. Nope. 360. So here's here's how it works, and it depends on how paranoid you want to get. But the potential is definitely there. The robot is capable of making a map of your home while it cleans oh, so yeah of it, it needs to create a map so that it knows a way around and if you want to order vacuum uh, parts or order to clean a specific room but the i uh, the irobot 17 or one 17, 17 plus whatever it is will share that map with other smart devices so why does it need to share that with other devices? Hmm. Well oh,
0: what if the fridge decided to take a walk on? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well they want to bond, you know, with the freezer. <laughs> so Roomba the manufacturers didn't explain, but the vacuum was jointly developed by Google. <laughs> okay. So while Google Google insists that the sharing is just to allow the robot to integrate with its digital Google Assistant. It's not hard to imagine if you're a little paranoid that they're making some money off of this somehow. Yeah,
4: no kidding. So,
1: so there are flaws in the system oh, yeah. that allow the the Roomba to uh, be open to hacking. For a mm-hmm. second
0: there, I thought you were going to say that. You know, the Roomba can analyze what kind of dirt it's picking up. No, oh, you got breadcrumbs here? And oh, he like this guy likes bagels.
1: <laughs> well, know, actually, you're not too far off. Because if you've got a Roomba in the baby's room, it can detect toys. If they decided to sell the map or any of the data collected, that means you you could be targeted. Or someone who has children can be targeted for ads on targeted Facebook. does advertising, yeah. Talking about... Children's products, and this is where you know it, the the most benign is, but it's still data collection, and you oh, yeah. have to think, is it, who's that? Who's the recipient of the data collection? Is it being shared? Is it being yeah, uh, yeah exactly? Is it is it a profit making center? You know where people where. The, the, the manufacturers are selling your data to, to other companies. So, the, with the Roomba at this point, it's just kind of a speculation as mm-hmm. to whether or not it's spying or data collecting. But the Chinese one, the Daiki 360, has th- that vacuum cleaner has Wi Fi, night vision, and it's capable of 360 <laughs> degree cameras.
4: Wow. Jesus.
1: Worse, hackers can hack the cameras in that um, machine <laughs> to spy on you when it isn't spying on you itself. Now, this was um, part of a website that had to do with spying, but I did look every one of these up independently to make sure that this wasn't something that this particular like list was, thing, yeah. was making up, and... Every one of these things on the list has been validated. So if you want to look them up and talk about, you know, Roomba, vacuum spying, data collection, or hacking, the, the, the information is right there. So depending on how paranoid you want to get, you can you can see so what the day is. don't goes.
0: walk around naked around the house when you get your dike going on there.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> either that or if you want to have products that, you know, like go to the naked beaches and, yeah. you know, good boots to protect your toesies, you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but the, the thing about the Chinese one is it had a built-in password and very few people changed the password. Uh-huh. So hackers could get in uh-huh. and, and use that. So that, and, and as of... Last year, they still haven't fixed those vulnerable wow. spots. So what do you think about... Do You, do you, you don't have... We don't have... The three no. of us
0: don't have... No, no. Not, well, I was thinking of getting one eventually, but there's there's too many things here and cables and everything yeah. that I can't have, possibly have a Roomba, but apparently I, they're, they're loud, too. Are they? Yeah, that's what I'm told. Yeah.
4: I would. It makes sense to me for them to have some sort of ca- data cable or data, like, collecting capabilities. To know where it's been? To know where it's been, to, like, be able to analyze yeah. the room that it's in, to know when it runs into, like, toys or the video where it exactly. runs into the dog and the dog and the dog and the dog and the dog. Um, but there's a limit and also being able to connect to other devices like Alexa. I'm sure there will eventually if there isn't already be like Alexa, turn on Roomba.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, we will we'll, exactly. we'll get to we'll get to that in a minute. And the thing is is that if you use the Roomba for the dogs and suddenly you began to see all these ads for different dog food sites oh yeah you'd realize wait a minute you know how yeah. How am I suddenly getting all of these ads that but that
4: are, happens that too dog. like yeah. even when you're looking at stuff on your phone all yeah. of a sudden on Facebook you'll see these things popping up and you're like oh
1: I was looking at that the other day yeah. it, well you, you've made the connection I mean that said, I don't even have to do the rest. You've made the total connection. Right.
0: But anyway, the, that was I'll, I'll i get so many border yeah. pills through. But
1: you get it. Once you start thinking about how these devices are connected mm-hmm. to the Internet and different other places, I mean, at, at that point it's, you know, you just want to put a little piece of tape over, yeah. their, over their, their cameras. So the other thing, other than the, the Roomba, if you think you're safe, your car, especially if you have a new car, mm. the cars can spy because... Oh, yeah almost all of the new vehicles have an event data recorder called an EDR Mm -hmm. and the EDR records information about the vehicle including the location, the average speed, condition of the road, preferred route, so forth and so on. Potentially it can also track your weight, the food you eat, where you stop to get where you do your shopping. So it can track your location so that if they sell that information, now you can get Burger King ads on your smartphone and that you know, would explain
0: else. why my truck keeps telling me to lose weight. It has to operate on all eight cylinders now. <laughs>
1: That's it. <yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah, you need to lose weight Kevin this is you know I need to use a 4x4 four four here every day is like
1: <laughs> yeah now the automakers to be fair to the automakers I'm, I'm being fair I don't know whether they're fair with us the automakers say they use the data to study the behavior of the vehicles during accidents and offer improvement mm-hmm. and then the, the information is shared with law enforcement to detect causes of accidents but that doesn't mean that they won't or can't use the information for yeah. other things and because we don't even know how much information th- the car makers actually get from the cars mm. have, you, have you read anything about tracking uh, not that
0: bit? I've seen I've, I've read that some of the, uh, the newer cars have uh, almost the equivalent of a, a little black box so mm-hmm. when you get into an accident and they're not yeah. exactly sure what happened because you can leave you know, there are some clues on the road, the skin marks and stuff like that. Yeah. Then they can actually, you know, access the computer inside and say, Yeah, and you were driving over the speed limit
4: and that can be useful.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I know that parents there is a device that parents can put in their in the when their teenage drivers are driving mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that they can monitor whether or not that teenager has been speeding or whatever. So if they can collect that as parents, what's to say that the automakers can't collect have, that as well, can't get in there, you know, to say, oh, OK, well, they go to um, McDonald's more than they go to Tim Hortons. Mm. So, you know, I let's put there. more Tim Hortons ads on there to give Tim Hortons a better share of the market. It's hard, mm-hmm. you know, but all of these things, this is the world that, that we live yeah. in. Targeted you know, advertising is becoming
0: yeah. a huge thing. Now,
1: this, here's one that was really interesting. Not that the, the, the other two have... Headphones. What? Headphones. Headphones. Now, why and how headphones? Okay. They're basically microphones. Headphones and microphones work the same way, but headphones headphones convert electrical signals to sound, and microphones convert sound to electrical signals. Yes. So Apple AirPods has yeah. progr- has these called live listen and you can actually use those headphones like hearing aids to collect really? sounds and it, they can be hacked so people can actually listen okay. in on what you think you're getting through your your headphones you can put the jack into you know your iPod or whatever and 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 turn them into Well, with
0: the with the new with the new, uh, the new I, I, uh, iPhone and all that they're wireless right yeah yeah. Yeah, really? So it's
1: interesting. It, it can be exploited, whether it is or not. There has been some pushback on the Apple AirPod Live Listen that that's documented. Um, and so the technology can be exploited. If some corporation, law enforcement, government spy agency, and so forth they may be using that technology already.
0: It'd be kind of cool to use these little uh, earbuds as, uh, as a hearing aid for people that are having a hard mm-hmm. time. Yeah, so because the hearing aids are not cheap either. Right? No.
1: no, they're sure not. Having, you know, wearing them, believe me, I know yeah. they're not. So, there's research being done at Ben-Gurion University in Israel because mm-hmm. they're so security minded, um, and so they've created malware that's turned headphones into microphones to spy on people. So, if Oh. They've been able to duplicate it. Who knows? You know where wow. it's being. So yeah. don't get overly paranoid. But these things are. We're in the digital yep. technological. And if
4: you don't want people hacking your headphones, just go the old school way. So,
0: so that's right. Do you think somebody with uh, those earbuds and you turn the, the the into a into a microphone and then you start talking to them and you just tell them, um, Jonathan, this is God. <laughs> I'm talking to you through your headphones.
1: <laughs> I've got a you better imagine, one. Like, hypnotizing how about, them? how about if you had the voice of God through your toothbrush saying...
0: "No, jeez.
1: This is... God, brush those molars. <laughs> Only if it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Yes. <laughs> so since... This is the choice. Since 2014, the K-O-L-I-B-R-E-E toothbrush and the Oral-B actually have been um, collecting data well, through what? their electric toothbrush. You thought I was kidding with the toothbrush. Jeez. I'm 100% serious. How can you collect
4: data through any new toothbrush?
1: Because, because these toothbrushes are connected to the internet.
4: These are the really, really fancy ones, aren't they? Mostly, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess they're pretty pricey. So, in, in, Because in 2014... Oral-B released this smart toothbrush. It connects to a specialized Android and um, um, iPhone, Mm -hmm. not iPhone, Apple, via Bluetooth. Mm. So the reason they're connected, supposedly to be able to record every brush stroke and and see what you're doing it's supposedly it's connected so that your dentist understands your brushing pattern and and the and the hygienist or the dentist can make recommendations on how to, to brush your teeth more efficiently so that you have better hygiene there's
0: a there's a movie idea Manchurian in canada pushed by big de- big dentistry <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly, and, and they also say that the way it's connected, you could actually share your brushing information with your family. Who would like to do I, that?
0: I don't think I'm not that close. Is that I not that close to my family. I, no,
1: no, no. So anyway, the concerns are that the toothbrush could be used to send information to dental product uh, manufacturers. <laughs>
0: Oh, God.
4: That's awesome. Is there
1: no private? You can't even close the bathroom door for privacy
0: no, anymore. No, no. I have not. to make
4: sure my bathroom door latches. Otherwise, I've got a cat in there.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Acoustic kitty, huh? Yeah, acoustic kitty. <laughs> acoustic.
1: So now, covering what, what Kirsten said earlier, Alexa. Getting to Alexa. The possibility of vulnerability in Alexa, I think, is more than all of the other four
4: mm-hmm. Oh, guaranteed. Combined.
1: They, they do spy on you because it's on almost all the time.
4: Yeah, it is always on.
1: Yeah, and Amazon has thousands. Of, I didn't know this. Amazon has thousands of people who review voice commands that users say to Alexa. They work nine hours a day, and they analyze over a 1,000 audio commands. And they've actually been listening to people in distress and house fires different things wow. that they've they've had this is really interesting i'm not going to go through the whole thing you can look up you know alexa spying or alexa data collection i but mean alexa is really one of the top ones at this point
0: th- this kind this kind of um, i'm going to use the word tool because alexa is essentially that can mm-hmm. be very beneficial like oh, you said you know I love having the it. house is on fire and all people are, are choking or something like that and alexa hears that You know, you can alert the uh, fire department if the person is incapacitated or something like that. Yeah,
4: because if Alexa can trigger that, if Alexa say in the kitchen, because you can set them up. Yeah. So that they all interact, they can affect your lights and everything, so 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 they
0: know what room they're in. You can switch your music from one room to the next. So just like every invention, it really depends, you know, how you use it. Oh, yeah. There's positive and negative about this.
1: We use ours for music. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, so i'll uh, let me tell you that but Alexa is one that people are really going to have to be be careful with in terms of privacy issues, mm. so the last ones I'll just name because they're they're interesting led lights, home security cameras, toys, computer mice, smart watches, and fitness trackers Wow, so computer mice computer mice
0: I'm not touching that mouse anymore
1: yep computer
0: i can't cl- I can't click anything now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's that that would have been an interesting show to do instead of just a top 10 list actually we could have done we could show do a, that, yeah. we could
1: still do a show out
0: of that one we need to bring a yes on that that's I really, know. That's really yeah. Interesting. Brings,
1: yeah because it's it's technology that on the one hand is beneficial and on the other hand oversteps used, into yeah, privacy exactly. it could be and used for nefarious
0: i also
4: yeah. know from experience with alexa because we've got two of them um, it doesn't... T- you don't need to speak very loudly to have Alexa actually hear you. Mm-hmm. Like, you could whisper, and Alexa could hear you. Really? But depending on, like, if there's no... Like, not a lot of, like, background noise in that. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I... But what I, I, is
1: it collecting? That, that means that... It is doesn't
4: it... have a camera, unless they've hidden a camera, but I'm pretty sure that might be illegal if it's not supposed to have a camera. I mean,
0: I can understand some things are pretty cool, right? I mean, uh, for example, you know, saying... Uh, Programming your environmental controls and say, Alexa, turn mm-hmm. the temperature to 38, well, not 38, but I mean, whatever degrees or something like that. But there are some other things I think that are just like a bit too much. Alexa, turn on the lights. Really? You can't, you can't flip the switch. I mean, it's like, I don't know.
4: I know there was, I I don't know if this is like, this person actually did it, but like, I can see you being able to do it with Alexa is they gave gave it a keyword because you can customize it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was... The keyword was like intruder alert or something and it set the lights to like flashing and like I think it made like a siren noise. Yes. And it's just like that's kind of genius.
0: It is, it is.
1: Well, I I can see if if I were unable to walk for one reason or another and I was handicapped and I was by myself for a period of time where I could say you know turn on the lights turn off the lights turn on the tv absolutely. or whatever absolutely. those things are fine yeah absolutely but are they fine at what we would be losing in order to gain?
0: Yeah, and you, of- you can also preset them to, like, you know, sort of routine. For example, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a bedtime routine for the kids. Exactly. And, you know, Then yeah. it times up. At that time, it turns off the TV. It turns off everything. Say, like, okay, you know what? It's bedtime now.
4: And you can even do it like Alexa, good morning, and it will go through. You can set it up, have a morning routine, like go through the news, the weather,
0: that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Isn't it Uh, fascinating? It is fascinating. It's a fascinating time we live in. That's for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for this. My dear Kirsten, are you ready to give us another jolt of laughter about religion? Oh, yes. All right. Let's do it. It's another brilliant moment brought to you by religion.
4: Okay. So I have... Another self-proclaimed prophetess. Oh, oh. another another, you,
0: another one. You mean oh. we don't have Kat Kerr anymore?
1: Wait a minute, I, I'm not ready to switch my lunch. Yeah. I've got a I've got a swooshed
0: lunch <laughs> bag. I, I can't. Do that. I've <laughs> got a, a swishing stick. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Okay,
4: this is Opal Covey. Opal Covey. Yeah. Oh. Um, she lost mayoral, mayoral races in Toledo, Ohio, six separate times. Okay, well, mm, she's persistent. Record? Every time she loses, she insists it's the result of fraud and that God will get his revenge. This, this, I'm on her side
1: already.
0: P- quick quick parentheses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. This woman is not going to quit. She's run six times. She says it's fraud. She's going to keep running until God, because God's on her side until she gets in. This yep. is exactly what I was saying. That's they her, don't give up. That's her crusade. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. The Christians don't give up.
4: Exactly. And after a couple of years away from the spotlight, she's now back in the news. But this time she is not running for office. Instead, she is going to step inside the ring for a wrestling match against a mystery opponent.
0: Ooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you weren't expecting that one, were well, you? Show me these things yeah. when I'm drinking something. <laughs>
1: I mean, I Payback. can understand that, you know, tradition, you know, transitioning from politics to wrestling. I mean, they're so alike.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, one of them, one of them is really like like fake combat, and the other one's wrestling. You know I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I knew you. I knew you were going in that direction. <laughs>
4: Toledo's self-proclaimed prophetess will step into the world of professional wrestling when she makes an appearance for Extreme Chaos Wrestling. Extreme now, Chaos Wrestling. Extreme
1: before, Chaos Wrestling.
4: Before I move on, I have to paint a little bit of a picture of what this woman looks like, at least how I took it. So, you, you've you both seen Mulan, correct? Yes. And you know the matchmaker from Mulan?
0: Okay, yeah, okay. When
4: she does, like, the whole, like makeup beard thing when she runs her hands over her chin uh, and it's comi- like comically large woman yes so think of this as like her shorter older sister makeup and all okay like makeup that's very in your face like you could have done like ten layers less
0: so she's a uh, overwrapped, short stout geisha
4: kind of okay <laughs> okay but that's, that's just that's the image i got was like the matchmaker but like her older shorter older sister it's the makeup it really is <laughs> so <clears throat> and this is her message my message is fight 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 to win and i have won. miss kobe said wrestling is not my top sport but i know sometimes it takes wrestling to win even in the word of the lord Jacob wrestled, so even the Lord knows we're wrestling. Yeah. I have wrestled for 41 years in this city, yeah. or with this city. Yeah. I don't give up, and there's nothing too hard I for don't me to do. do give up, exactly. Now, she's wrestled 41 years with this city. Mm-hmm. She ain't no spring chicken. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: she's a seasoned fighter, this woman.
4: Founder Adam Larry, who runs a local marketing firm, started Extreme Chaos Wrestling on a dare... But said it has turned into a successful side business. Every match is no rules, no count-outs, and no disqualifications, and modeled similarly after the famed and now defunct Extreme Championship Wrestling. Mm. She found a way to make people happy, letting an audience watch her get pummeled. Oh. <laughs> and I have an update on her with on her uh, wrestling match here. Her mystery opponent was the Pain Train. The pain train? Yeah, and apparently <laughs> she won.
1: Wow.
0: The, the pain train won. So no. D- d- no, she won. She won. Opal won.
1: Wait, does she have a name? Does she have a wrestling name? Didn't say. Oh.
0: You know, this This is exactly what... Uh, couple she needs of, a name. A couple of weeks ago when we were talking to Hector Garcia, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, you know, the machoism into politics, you know, how you have to be tough... And he was talking about the boxing match that we had with Justin Trudeau. This is exactly it, right? But, you know, shes you see that especially in American politics, right? As soon as your your, your power is questioned somehow, they have to do something outrageous, which usually involves, you know, putting on a hunting vest and go shoot something or threatening to punch somebody physically out and this is her version of it it's the <laughs> wrestling
1: she has to validate that for right. fighting but she's
0: an alpha female That she's
1: on the right tr- that that she's on the, the the side of righteousness on top of that yes. Yeah. yes. so yes. But, but for her to choose this after cuz she has to be she's for 41 year 45 she's got to be in her 60s
4: oh it looks like a little old grandma dressed all in pink with too yep. much makeup in a wrestling ring it's
1: freaking hilarious oh. so does that mean that I could... Where is she? Uh, Toledo, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Toledo, Patreon goal. I'm Toledo, Ohio. Nancy how, all the way. How,
0: would
1: it, how long would it take the atheist assassin <laughs> to meet... Opal
0: Three seconds Three seconds Part. Three Part. seconds and it's done Yeah
1: Is it Extreme Chaos?
0: Extreme yes. Chaos Wrestling
1: So we, you, who, who do you think Has got the will The nerve And the <laughs> And the best outfits To be able to win this oh match Oh my god I think I, I think I think I've I think, think you've got it Brewing in my yeah. Mind here <laughs>
0: in the right corner the wandering jew of legend with yeah. 5000 kills to name <laughs> <laughs> versus you could, you opal could
1: the, you could come and run the, kevin you could run the, oh, oh man. i am so there i am so there so there, there. i am there
0: me too oh Oh, okay so if you want to see nancy fight off opal and really like snap her neck in about three seconds like she can do it because she knows about five different ways to do that (laughs) send your money to patreon (laughs) go (laughs) slash (laughs) letv we will make that happen (laughs) oh my god that's brilliant
1: yeah that would be that would be coffee and cookies afterward
0: Okay, perfect. Yes, coffee. And <laughs> All right, well, I'm while, in. while we brew this, uh, let's take a quick pause. And when we come back, we'll be talking to a YouTuber, Sarah Austin. So stay with us.
2: Three, two, one. Hi, I'm the Supreme Reverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism humanism and skepticism topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy we often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour previous guests include biologist jerry Coyne, ex-muslim author ali rizvi philosopher peter bogosian and the late physicist victor stanger you can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatcher, such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. Listen to the Zachary Litch cast podcast youtube video interview program that features me talking to some of the best and brightest in the atheist slash secular slash awesome community i interview people we curse and usually drink beer because why not it's the zacherledge cast z-a-c-h-r-i-l-e-g-e and i can spell it after two beers so you can too
1: Who thinks the world was created by a man in a cloud in six days who yeah. then needed to yeah. rest? I love that. He's so powerful he can create the universe, but then he's yeah. pooped. I mean, how how can we have the same brain? I'm sorry to say we don't have
3: the same brain. I mean, there's there's a great variation. One of the main principles of the Darwinian theory is plenty of variation for natural selection to work on. And there's sure enough very plenty of variation in brain power. All the way all the way from Einstein
1: on the one hand to Sarah Palin on the other.
0: Alright, so our next guest is a popular YouTuber. Her show is called Sarah Talk and Sarah Austin, she's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us at Left of the Valley.
2: Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Listen, I I want to tell you I prepared myself. Did you very much for this interview in the Great White North? I have, I have my Tim Hortons coffee. Oh. There's a hockey match on the TV. Oh. I rode to the studio on a moose. And, oh my god! And for some reason, I'm very very sorry. <laughs> oh. Got did it, I, did did I miss any Canadian stereotypes? Did I get them all?
0: No, that's yeah. pretty good. That's
2: pretty yeah. good.
1: You got it. <laughs> okay, you're now Canadian of the year. That's yeah. it. So she prepared. She,
0: she knew she was being interviewed by Canadians, but she obviously never listened to the show because she still, she's still here all of a sudden. It's like, oh, what? what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so Sarah, for for our audience, that might not be aware of your show and they might not have seen it. Give us a, a, a bio of who Sarah Austin is and how everything started out.
2: Sure. Um, Well, I'll take you way back. I grew up in a very small town in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Um, We had uh, about 1,400 people. I had a high school graduating class of 32. Wow. uh, Corn, soybeans, and white people, as far as the eye could see. (laughs) And um, there were no stoplights, no chain stores, and eight or nine churches, depending on how far <laughs> into the country you want to count. Wow. So it was a very... Uh, everybody went to church. It was just, you know, it was, it was something that we did. And I was uh, raised up in it. <clears throat> and for a while, I was, like, deeply into the, the religious scene. I started a Bible study club at my school, and I did the meet me at the flagpole thing. Um, and then... <clears throat> Somewhere around junior high, high school, I started dealing with these issues of being trans, mm. and the the interesting thing I think about this is those two stories sort of ran parallel. They never really intersected until much, much later when I got into activism. Um, but it, you know, at some point, I, I I kind of fell away from the church. I didn't really consider being trans or. Of course, we didn't have that language back then. But what all of that meant in the context of my religious beliefs, like none of that ever really came into play. I just knew that, you know, when somebody in our school was found out to be gay, everyone spoke about it in whispered tones. Mm. And so I learned very quickly. And this was what in the, you know, mid late 90s. Uh, but I learned very quickly that being different and especially being different in this kind of way was not a good thing and people uh, should probably not know about that. So I hit it and I, I got caught. My mom caught me several times um, cross-dressing, basically, because that's you know, back then, that's the only language we, we really had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's the only way I could think of to explore finonymity. Um, It was to you know uh, sneak into your mom's room and borrow some clothes and if you go on any forum where gender identity uh is a, is the issue to talk about there that story is such a common story uh, among people who went through this and at, at much you know now it's a little little more accepted in in the zeitgeist but that hiding things, you know, and sneaking around and borrowing your mom or your sister's clothes, that's a very common story for a lot of people. Um, and so my my mother found me several times, and uh, in junior high, I ended up in uh, having a mental break in the hallway at school, and I didn't know why. I just didn't feel happy. I was depressed, and they took me to a therapist, and I was diagnosed with clinical depression. And... Um, ADHD.
0: it seemed like easy buzzwords to just toss. Oh yeah, depressed, yeah. ADHD, and just get him on a, a. Yeah,
2: yeah. Put put them on some pills, and you'll be good to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: and and the therapist that we saw, it it's it, looking back, it felt to me like, okay, this is a guy who had no idea what he what he was dealing with or how to maybe how to deal with it, because all I can remember from that experience is that he just kept asking me, well, why are you doing that? Why are you taking your mother's clothes? And all I could respond is, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so it never really went anywhere, and uh, we ended up just deciding that that wasn't working. Um, then when I moved out on my own, I worked in radio for a while. That's, that's a fun story, it was conservative talk radio.
0: Oh boy, and, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to explain that, that's for sure. But we'll keep that for a bit later, keep going.
2: Sure. Um, and, but moving out on my own, like I had the freedom then to, you know, shop for my own things mm-hmm. and it was still something that I did in private that no one knew about. And, you know, I, I hit it in the closet and I went through that cycle of, um, feeling, you know, guilt and shame and mm-hmm. all of the things that come along with that. And so I would Convince myself that you know this. I can stop doing this. I can put it away. I put all the stuff in the box, and I and I just wouldn't do it. And that's successful for a little while. Until you, you, if you realize that no, this is an an innate part of who you are, then it eventually comes back, Mm -hmm. and you get you get those feelings again, and and you start the cycle all over again. I can't tell you how much clothing I've thrown away over the years in that purchase purge cycle.
0: Yeah, I, only, uh, I, I, I get that, because even myself as a, a straight guy, let's face it, when it comes to clothing, women have it. I mean, let's face it, guys, <laughs> we all have the same model suit, different color, you know, but women really have the gamut of clothing, if you want to get Absolutely. One. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, yeah. even I, as a straight guy, noticed that. I was like, yeah, oh, geez, man, how come we always look like penguins, but women have all, you know, <laughs> you just walk to a black tie affair, all the guys look like penguins, but the women are all looking different and fabulous. Yeah. I was like, "Oh geez, man." Yeah. <laughs> with and with,
2: the, with the exception of the pocket problem,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Ev- everything is, you know, there's a it's a much more diverse palette uh and styles to choose from.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Uh, um so, you know, I I kind of did that until I moved down here to Florida and I moved here to Florida to work for Disney uh which I did for almost 10 years.
4: Wow.
2: And the Orlando Disney Universal sort of bubble is quite possibly the most diverse place I've ever been. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of entertainment folks, right? Who mm-hmm. who st- talking about stereotypes uh, tend to skew towards the theater, and that's what Disney does, right? So there's a lot of LGBTQ people here, and by this point, those those folks who are you know in in that entertainment industry are out and have made peace and are proud of who they are and so you see that and it you know it, it makes it safe for you to start saying hey uh, here's the thing about myself that you probably didn't know and i what i found was as i slowly one or two at a time found people that i had confidence and trust in nobody cared they were like oh okay that's a thing and Cool. And so, and so, yeah, eventually it was just like, all right, well, great. Um, my wife, who co-hosts the show with me, Becca, she knew about this when we got together to a certain point. At that point, I, I would still have uh, probably identified as a cross-dresser, like, oh, I, this is something that I do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And at a point, I guess it's been four years ago, uh, I went went to a therapist who specializes in this stuff, and after the very first appointment, they said, "Yep, you. Uh, this is classic gender dysphoria. This is textbook stuff. When do you want to start?" And I was like, "Now, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, let's. Of course, let's do this. This is great." And then I came home and had a conversation with Becca, and I was, you know, up in the clouds and so excited that that finally things were moving towards. Uh, being able to live authentically and and see you know having people see me for who I am, mm-hmm. and she was quiet mm-hmm. for a good day, mm. and I thought, oh shit, what have I done?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
2: <sighs> and then finally, she she said you know, we went to therapy together, and I think through that she when she realized that transition changes a person in some ways, Mm -hmm. but not in the ways that count, right? The appearance is going to change, um, the, the emotions for sure. When you start taking hormone treatments, that stuff's going to change. But the core of who that person is, the things that you, did you fall in love with his penis? Like, that's basically what it comes down to. Like, did, is it the manliness that you fell in love with or is there something about that person yeah. that you fell in love with? And, uh, and you know, that person is, isn't going to change. The things that they're passionate about, the things that they care about, the things they like to do, the things they w- like to do with you together. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff doesn't change. And so mm-hmm. once that kind of hit home, then she was like, all right, I support you 100 percent. Whatever it is you need to do to be happy. Let's do it. I just want another baby first. <laughs> so i said She's okay let's go
0: oh wow that's yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah we're we're when you were going through your journey of discovery i i sometimes hear a lot from the lgbt and from the the, the trans community that there was a period of a lot of self-loathing was it something that you went through as well
2: you know i've always i've never had a very good self-image i mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of that is, you know, kind of intertwined into that. In school, I was – and again, like this was a real small school. The kids that I graduated with, I was in kindergarten with. And so um, I was not the cool kid. I was not a jock. I wasn't hanging out with the popular crowds. Um, I didn't do drugs, so I wasn't hanging out with the stoners. And there were maybe two or three of us that kind of gravitated towards each other as, as sort of outcasts, um, but, but it f- did feel very much a- alone, and, and that contributed greatly to that sort of lack of self-esteem and, and image that I had. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, go ahead. No, 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 that makes that makes perfect sense. But you know, th- don't worry about it. None of us are super popular, except for Nancy, because Nancy's a <laughs> she's a trained assassin, so that's why she's popular. But the rest of us are just we understand completely where you're coming from. Yeah. Wow. So uh, and after that, you decided to basically start your own show, like your podcast show, called on YouTube, and you became very popular, called Sarah Talk. And you want to tell us about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So that started initially. It's really funny, um, because I was taking my experience in radio. I I miss radio so much. I miss that live studio broadcast uh, atmosphere, and I I wanted to. I had started listening to some other podcasts and and really got into you know podcast uh, culture, I guess. And I thought, well, shit, I can do that. Anybody with a microphone, any schmuck with a microphone can make a podcast. Uh, why don't I? Hey,
0: hey that and... sounds like an
1: attack to <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> no you've been listening to our show, haven't you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and so it, it really started as a podcast. The intent was, you know, I just would come on and say, talk about the things that were going on in my transition. And so it was a lot of, You know, going to that therapy appointment, Mm -hmm. uh, going to because you have to have a letter from a therapist in order to go get prescribed hormones. Right. So what does that whole process look like? And then going to the doctor and starting hormones. And when I started feeling changes and, you know, when I started uh, crying over every little uh, sad commercial that came on and um, how my employer was going to take it, because I had left Disney and went to a a government agency, basically. Mm -hmm. And so they did not have gender identity written into their equal opportunity statement. Mm. So you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we talked about that, about, you know, having to go into HR and saying, here's the thing. And I know you've never dealt with this before. So we're going to have to figure this thing out together. How are we going to communicate this out to all of the employees and you know, all of those pieces? So we talked about that stuff a lot.
0: Mm. I, I, out of curiosity, and you don't have to answer this if it's, it's too personal, but when you start, you were talking about you know, hormone therapy and you know, changes in, in the emotional. I'm just really curious about that. Did you really notice like visible effects all, all of a sudden uh, uh, in your mood and everything like that? Were you completely aware of what was going on or was you just <laughs> realize it like, after the fact?
2: yeah it was it was slow. um the physical effects are extremely slow i mean it's it's essentially going through a second puberty mm. um, <clears throat> you know where you're suppressing the testosterone and and you ramp up the estrogen and then add progesterone at the highest levels that you know that you can safely, mostly to try to get the maximum breast growth that you can get because after you know a year or two of doing that. Then that's what you got, and it's not going to change a lot from there. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional stuff, uh, Becca will probably tell you that that did that seemed to happen much quicker, um, and was much more noticeable, of course. Wow!
1: But before yeah. we, yeah, but before we move on, <clears throat> uh, let me get a question out there, and then you can answer it later on if you'd like to. But going back to talking with your employer at a government agency, how did that? Play out. I know the ACLU has.
0: Oh, been, been, was it was it, it federal? Or was it state government too? No, yeah, he was yeah. in state government. Star, state, okay. Well,
1: was it state or was it federal, Sarah? Uh,
2: this is it's a weird government. It's it's a combination like <laughs> it must have been <laughs> Trump then. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it's it, it's an improvement district. It's a like a combination city county sort oh, okay. of level. I know. Because, um, and they handled it wonderfully.
1: Oh, okay, so very, that's good. Surprisingly.
2: Enough. Yeah, no. I, so before I had left Disney, I was you know, preparing to do this. And Disney is great about this. The, they have had plenty of people transition on the job and uh, they have a, a process and, you know, p- presentations that they come in and, and can do and all of these different resources nice. that this this new place just didn't have. Um, but they did very, very well for, for never having to deal with it before. I was very impressed and very pleased.
1: So you that's could good. go through um, the, the transition and when you felt ready to, to dress as a woman, that, mm-hmm. was, that was comfortable with all of your coworkers and management? That's fabulous. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. great.
2: Yeah, they, basically, they, I guess, and, and so there's a couple of ways you can do it, right? They, they brought everybody in for kind of an all-staff meeting and said, you know, hey, here's the thing that's going on. And but most importantly, these are our expectations of you, and the way that you interact with Sarah. So it was, you know, this person is uh, on this date is, you know, formally changing uh, name and pronouns and uh, appearance because uh, we also we have a, a archaic, you know, 1943 uh, policy on appearance where. You know, guys can't have hair over their ears or over on their neck. And uh, it's it's mirrors very closely Disney's uh, policy men can't wear earrings. Um, So there was there was concern for me there of, you know, are they going to try to gatekeep me? And tell me when I can grow my hair out or when I, you know, when I can start.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: they, they really just put it all in my hands and said, you, you tell us what you need from us, which is the way to do it.
4: That's good.
1: That's It's wonderful to hear. We had a friend of ours who used to be part of our crew on our, our program um, several, well, a, a couple, about a month and a half ago, and his... Uh, supervisor went through the same process, and it was—it's good to hear that in both of these instances, it was management that called everybody in yeah. and said, "This is what your responsibilities are as co-workers, and this is what his responsibility as it should is." should be. When she, you know, yes. when, she tra- when he transitions, yeah, as it should be. As yeah. It should be. So it's good. That it really makes my makes my heart feel very happy that you went through a, uh, a transition that didn't have a lot of obst- additional
0: obstacles. I, I find it very hopeful yeah. that this yeah. is happening to her in, in uh, Florida. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Really? It's like, holy crap, if this is happening in Florida, then the, the, the future looks really good all yeah. the time. Holy <laughs> There crap. is hope. But-
2: but, yes, also, uh, you know, remember that it is sort of still the Disney bubble and, and yes. diversity is a, a very big thing here, which is yeah. I, which is great. I think that attracts people here, you know, because it is a, a safe place to to come to.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, but so let me let me pick up where I left off there. Of so the podcast was all soft and fluffy and we were talking about my transition. um, And and this is, you know, I, I tell people I'm an open book. I, I want people to hear those positive stories because the shit you read in the news about trans people is terrible, right? And uh, about anything, you know, I worked in the news media, they're not gonna do a whole lot of fluffy pieces because that doesn't get the viewership and the the ratings and the advertising dollars. Uh, It's all about shock now. Mm -hmm. Um, But so then what happened was we started sort of mixing in some church state stuff and we would talk (laughs) about news articles and things that were happening um, around that sort of intersection between the lgbtq and the religious communities and then the 2016 election happened (laughs) and and that whole thing started winding up and so it was very soon that the soft touchy feely personal podcast became this much more political and kind of activist focused uh, angry rant every once in a while podcast where we were you know uh, the the problems that the successes that i had had brought me to a point of privilege where i could speak out on those issues hopefully to the benefit of others who can't mm-hmm. right as as both an atheist and as a trans person um and so that's that's a lot of the direction that the show has taken since then
0: yeah, uh, the, the fo- there's a lot of focus it seems, especially in U.S. politics on on the trans community because uh, in a way, the conservatives uh, have lost a fight against the the, the against the, um, homosexuality. They've lost yep. that fight already. You know, they're still they're still trying to fight, but it's it's a done deal. It's a done deal. So now, who's their next victim? Well, that's yeah. the trans. Right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, and you guys have a long road ahead, but of course, hopefully, you've got a lot of allies like ourselves.
2: Yeah, well, let me tell you another little anecdote here that I, uh, hopefully will give you uh, some hope for the future. Um, so we also recently, my wife and I and another couple, started a uh, 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit called the Atheist Community of Polk County. Cool. And um, we we had seen that there was a lot of good groups in Orlando and there were a lot of good groups over in the Tampa State Pete area. But that's like an hour drive either way for us, and so wouldn't it be cool if we had some of that stuff here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just kind of raced out and did it. Well, our local newspaper, um, I, I had sent in a letter to the editor opposing a bill that our our favorite lawmaker filed in the Florida House that would install a Bible class in all of our high schools. Oh. Oh. And we can come back to that in a minute if you want. <laughs> um, but I, so I had written this uh, this letter to the editor, and they published it, which was a bit surprising. And then months later, I get a, a message from this uh, journalist from the paper who said, "Hey, uh, saw your artic- or saw your letter to the editor. Um, I see that you guys are you know forming a group. I'd love to come out and talk to you, learn a little bit about what you guys are doing, um, and and maybe you know do a story." Hmm. <laughs> well. This guy comes out to one of our breakfast meetups and and mind you, we this was like the maybe the second or third quote formal meetup. we We had a couple of things here at the house where people would come, you know <clears throat> come and eat ice cream with us or stuff, but like <laughs> actually organizing and, and and going and doing a thing. Mm-hmm. So he shows up to that and he took uh, copious notes and then, lo and behold, on Saturday, I woke up to my phone exploding. Because for for some reason, they posted this online on Saturday, and it published in the print on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I spent the better part of that weekend in the comments section, oh, which, oh, oh. yeah, that's exactly the reaction that one <laughs> should have, right? The, yeah. the comments and social media are yeah. just toxic. And But I got to tell you, the battle that there is to fight for me I, I expected a lot of vitriol and h- hate and anger uh, over the part about um, I, there was a quote that I said, you know, when when people try to tell me that I can't use the women's restroom that comes from a place of religion. Uh, I, You know, I often say uh, when when people are when the rights of the LGBTQ community are under attack, it's often from someone uh, holding a Bible, wearing a MAGA hat or usually both. <clears throat> and so easily. I expected a lot always. of a lot of pushback on the "you're a trans person" bit, but they latched on to the atheist stuff, and I only got one comment in all of those social media posts that was uh, o- disgustingly openly anti-trans. Wow. wow! I was shocked because of you know, like again, the demographics of the county, or uh, we we are one that contributes to the republican scoreboard and
0: well that's interesting because you in know in a way they're kind of proving your point right the fact that they're attacking you for being an atheist yeah, instead of being a a trans a trans uh person kind of shows right there it had to come from a point of religion right? mm-hmm. i mean why else right. would you, why else would you attack an atheist you right know? yeah yeah why do you care Exactly, right? If, you, if you're just a, a normal secular person or you're not religious in any way, shape, or form, there is no reason for you to attack an atheist. So if you're attacking an atheist, right away you're proven off the bat, yeah, you're doing this because you think it's a holy war or some kind.
4: Yep. Wow. Yeah, definitely.
0: That's interesting. That's very, so it, it kind of almost shows that even in Florida, maybe the trans community is still um, more pal- palatable than being an atheist.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, you, I mean, your mileage may vary depending on where you're at. Yeah, of course. course. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, let me give you a little context about Polk County. Um, So we also just had a kind of our unofficial sister group in Orlando came down here to the Polk County Commissioner's Meeting uh, last week to do a secular invocation. It was the first invocation in Polk County that any of us know of. And one of the commissioners was quoted in that same newspaper uh, a few days prior to the invocation, uh, saying that basically, you know, I've never heard an atheist give an invocation before, so it'll be interesting. But, you know, as long as there's no pig's blood or goat's heads, I think we'll be okay.
0: (laughs) Should have just brought those just for
2: sure. Right. And then apparently made another comment like that that morning uh, to the,
0: the gentleman who was
2: going to do the invocation. And then uh, the the chairman came over later and apologized for the statements of the other commissioner. It was just just this whole thing. Now, the, it went off without a hitch, and there weren't any, like, angry public comments during the, the public comment se- session. And uh, it, it was a really positive experience. But, you know, one of the things that we talk about in organizing with our group is – all a lot of the things that we are trying to do, we're building community, we're going to watch dog church state separation issues and stuff, but a lot of it is, you know, just fixing the misconceptions that people have about what an atheist is, because they were taught that by their religion that hates atheists, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So a lot of it is really just about, you know, um, uh, we have a, a whole platform of you know, community service that we're going to go out and do. There's a, a school group that uh, does t- it raises money and supplies and uh, gas cards for homeless and in transition students in our county and we're going to get involved with them. You know, we're doing roadway cleanups and, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Like let's get out in the community and do good things in the name of atheism and in, in the name of the atheist community and let's be known as those atheists that always show up when there's a need because and I don't want to disparage any other groups or any other people but there is a history there too in Polk County Um, there was another atheist group who several years ago uh, they put up a billboard um, and and a very innocuous billboard it just said uh, don't believe in God us to and their website address, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the town came out with their torches and pitchforks, and <laughs> they, even, they even hosted a uh, like a public town hall where people could come and ask them questions about you know, the billboard and what atheists stand for and what we believe in and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another <laughs> when one of the new county highways opened, I believe. There was a a religious group that came out and, for some reason, felt the need to anoint this new highway with some holy oil, right? (laughs) And then months, months later, I mean, we're talking maybe a year, uh, an atheist group came along with a giant water tanker truck to wash it off. now that's funny as hell
3: yes. don't
2: get me wrong <laughs> yes I think that's a hoot but as a director for an atheist organization that's not the kind of thing that I would put on my plate for let's go do something like that no. uh, you know like I want to put there's that positive atheist culture that I'm I'm trying to cultivate and and showing the you know we're your neighbors and we're just good people and that's not of helping attain that goal while it is funny, mm-hmm. that's not something that would fall under our vision and mission statements.
1: No, provocative so should not be a word in your mission statement, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you
0: know, I can't help but like, quote the late great Christopher Hitchens, you know, saying, you know, uh, humor is the beginning of emancipation, right? Sure, so, so you know, in, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get the Bible thumpers for sure on your side, but the average Joe's going to look at this and say, wow, this is actually quite funny. You know, might I actually give these guys a chance? I don't know where I stand on this. I, I'm, I'm on the fence here. <laughs> I think he's brilliant either way.
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. And please pretty tell me the, tan- the
0: tanker truck said on the back of it, it said like highway to hell or something like that. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, man. So so going back to your show. So now you, you've been, yeah. you're you a YouTuber. You're pretty popular. you get a lot of followers. Do uh, you get a lot of flack I, from just being an atheist? Or you get more flack for being transgender? Or I mean, it's YouTube. There's got to be some hatred somewhere, right?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know how popular we are, the 12 people that listen to us like us. But, um... well, see,
0: that's like 11 more than us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You don't each listen back to it at the, oh, you got to at least listen back to your own episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah i trying try to count myself. I think there's one more. Get
2: that, get that download <laughs> count up. Um, well, the YouTube thing really, it was kind of an extension of the podcast. So the idea from the beginning was to do an audio show uh, because that's where my history was in talk radio. And, you know, I, I that I knew how to do technically all of that stuff video is not my thing um but we realized that our audience quickly sort of gathered around us uh on Facebook mm-hmm. we have some twitter followers we have some you know instagram followers there are a few subscribers on youtube uh but primarily our audience seems to have found themselves on Facebook and so we have a private you know a, a Facebook group that people can join and talk to us and stuff Um, and so because the audience sort of organized themselves there I said well why don't we start doing this thing live every week and hook up the camera and do it as a Facebook live yeah so we've been doing that for I don't know probably over a year at this point Mm -hmm. Um, so every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern we we come in here to the studio and and do a, a live Facebook feed show and then That comes down and then the show releases to the patrons and then uh, because we have Patreon like everybody else. um, And then on Monday mornings at eight, then the show releases in the public podcast feed and on YouTube and all of all of those things. Mm -hmm.
1: So as a parent changing the the subject, how are your kids reacting to all of this? Good question. Yeah, Yeah,
2: my kids are the greatest kids I could have possibly asked for. When I decide when we started talking about the transition, my son was maybe five,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and so you know we had this conversation with him uh, about you know this is a change that's going to happen, um, and what would we want you to be involved in how all of this works, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you? cuz you you don't want to call her daddy pr- probably i mean if you do you do um and actually he did that for a while mm-hmm. he he did still call me daddy for a while um but then that that's because i i didn't want it to be about me i wanted it to be about him and what he was comfortable with yeah and that was great until like eventually it just got kind of overwhelming and anxious to be in the middle of target and hear your son yell daddy, daddy. And I don't look like a daddy. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, so that was my, and I have, even though my experiences have been largely positive, I still go into the store with anxiety about, Oh my God, if I have to go to the bathroom, what the hell's going to happen? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we really wanted to involve him. So, you know, he, he made up some goofy ass names that he wanted to call me that were, (laughs) you know, just funny. And, and eventually he settled on, we, you'll be Mommy S and Becca will be Mommy B.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that so works.
2: that's yeah. that's just how it is. And he has, you know, he has defended me to kids at school, Aww. not wow. who are being, you know, uh, awful about it or, or jerks, but just no, kids they're... that had questions, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. they, they don't understand, uh, particularly if they don't come from a home where that kind of thing is exposed to them so they had questions and, it's, it's and we'll you have know questions oh yeah he's he's happy to you know talk to anybody about it and, and and straighten him out if they're wrong
0: you know i i i do feel a bit for your son because in a way you know it's really confusing for him because now his life is an internal quest of go ask your other mom When he wants something, he's stuck in the (laughs) eternal loop. Yes. Go ask mommy B. No, go ask mommy (laughs) S. Poor kid's confused now. Well,
2: he's lucky on one hand, and and that's that. I work third shift normally, so I'm typically sleeping during the day. And he's, you know, he's with mommy B more than the more than they are with me. But so they don't get that too much. Mommy B is the law. And that's I have to follow it, too.
1: It's that, that, great that he's doing well, because being in a in a small town, you're people are not exposed to a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you have a family that's different, whether it's an atheist family, a Jewish family or an interracial family, other kids are curious oh yeah kids are tend mm-hmm. to be bullied be bullies with other children that they don't understand and it takes a lot of really active parenting mm-hmm. to help that child and in some cases you know they still have anxieties of how come we're different yeah, you know yeah, than, yeah. than everybody else yeah it's hard. Well. Wow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. kids
4: are naturally very curious about yeah. things that they're
1: not used to. Yeah. Yeah, so,
0: so, definitely. So, Sarah, i got to ask you because, you know, so far your, your story is very positive, which gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives me a lot of hope. Um, and, of course, here the situation in Canada is different than what it is in the United States. For example, the transgender uh, personhood here in Canada is actually protected by law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you ever thought of moving up here? I mean, come on, open invitation, you know. <laughs> I a- fell
2: in love with a Canadian girl once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were good times. Yeah, <laughs>
1: well, then, then it's easy. You're just going to fall in love with Canada and the Canadians. So exactly. is, yeah. it's a, it's a, once oh. you Once you step one foot over the border, you feel it. So come on I'm- up whenever.
2: I tried to be a Canada file for a while. I in, in my early twenties, I had a Canadian flag on the wall,
0: and, uh, uh, and
2: I do I do drink my weight in Tim Hortons. I love my Timmys. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But it, it, and when you look at the future, and when you look especially at the uh, political uh, state of the United States, the the, the the times you guys are in, are you mostly positive about what's going on towards? transgender uh, rights or no no i thought so
2: (laughs) no uh my god you know uh, what what have we done we've um, many 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 of our states are in republican control um nationally you know elections have consequences and i don't think people understand those consequences beyond what a president does you know like what what you see on the normal day to day sort of thing, mm-hmm. but but when we talk about you know appointing judges, for example, uh, that's bad for us, big time. Mm-hmm. Because now um, you know if if some of these laws come before the courts and they start making rulings that lean to the right, you know they're they're trying to do this with uh, with. Roe v. Wade. They're trying yes. to push through. Uh, we talked about it on our show last night, uh, Georgia and I think Alabama just uh, are pushing through just the, the worst, most restrictive abortion laws that, that we have seen e- e- ever, uh, at least in a long time. And they're doing it outspokenly because they want the courts to look at Roe v. Wade again and, and it, overturn it, if not at least chip it away a little bit. And so for any marginalized group, that that carries over you know that's it's not good when uh, when the people writing the laws are against us in the Republican Party platform, you know it talks about the sanctity of marriage and marriages between one man and one woman and under God and the the family unit that was created that way uh, and the the uh, only good societies are built like that. It's still in the Republican, National Party platform.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's it's not good.
0: No, it's it's pretty scary. We were discussing this just before you we brought you on the show. You know how Christians just they don't give up. Yeah. No matter how many times you prove them wrong, and you know how many how many times you you have science on your side and the laws on your side, they still always fight until they get their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's, but at the same time, you know I to. Since you've been so positive during all this, I'll have to finish on a positive note myself. You know, <laughs> conservatives have lost every fight. Yep. It's just a matter of time; they will lose this fight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just how much damage do they create in the meantime? How, yep. how, how many people can they hurt in the meantime? So, yeah.
1: Well,
2: I think. No, go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just going to say it's it's really going to hinge on what happens when it gets to the Supreme Court, yes. and I think everybody, a- atheist or or liberal or whatever, every all of us that want the world to be a better place are saying, "Please, Ruth Ginsburg, hang in there, <laughs> yes. hang in there." Uh, you know, we we you know our 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 best thoughts, our wishes, you know, our strength. We're are pushing in your direction because that's the scary part yeah. that 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 will that will really define the us as the kind of country it mm-hmm. is and wants to be
0: or well yeah, or should be anyway yeah, yeah for sure
2: yeah. yeah and and they serve lifetime appointments so I mean the what Trump has done already in the Supreme Court justices that we've already seen um that that will affect us for decades
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But, you know, in the meantime, we need pioneers like you to go out there and uh, speak word to power. So, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on all this today. We, you fantastic guest. We love you to bits. But if people want to find out more about you and your show, where can they find you?
2: They can go to sarahtalk.com. That's Sarah with an H. I spell it correctly.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> And of course we're on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those as the Sarah Talk Podcast also.
0: Fantastic. Sarah, before I let you go, I gotta have you say hi. This is Sarah Austin of Sarah Talk and I took a left at the valley.
2: Hi, this is Sarah Austin from the Sarah Talk Podcast, and I took a left at the valley and wandered forty days and forty nights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> And that was Sarah Austin of Sarah Talk, a new best friend.
1: Oh, I was going to say the same
0: thing. <laughs> Every time it's a new best friend.
4: Yeah. We just love making friends. She's fabulous. She
0: is. She's absolutely fabulous. She does a fantastic show. And what a, what a story. What a positive story. I know. It's and so I'm good. glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. Because yeah, God absolutely. knows the trans community could use positive stories. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as we were discussing just simply before that, uh, you know, it's interesting to see her kids coming to her defense against yeah. other kids that are being essentially inquisitive. Yeah. And, you know, and that's perfectly fine to be inquisitive. That's I what mean,
4: kids do. I know yeah. that firsthand.
0: I mean, I have so many kids that come to, the, to they look at me and say, Mom, what's wrong with that guy's face? Yeah. And- <laughs>
1: No, well, I mean, it's 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 wonderful because you know their their kids are going to be fine, yes. and then their kids are going to go explain, you know, to their schoolmates about their life and the things that they've been told, and then those kids are going to go home and say, "Mommy, mommy, guess what? Jeffrey or David or whatever the children's name told me that they've got two mommies, and one of their mommies was a daddy." Exactly. So how long is it going to take for the parent? That's the that's the, 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 uh, the problem. Yeah. That, you know, the, the older generation
0: have, is the problem. It's always exactly. the older the generation. The older
1: generation is the problem. It's like, for fuck's sake, people. Yeah, the they know? like to be very The kids, very kids are fine, and yeah. you have to think, eventually the future's going to be okay because these kids are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I was yeah. having this exact conversation with a, with a person the other day. That we were talking about Soji123, and, mm-hmm. and it always says, how do I explain this to the to my five-year-old kid? It's quite simple. Your five-year-old kid's going to say, well, what's Soji123? Well, it's just a program that teaches people to be nice to other people. People, okay, can I have an Oreo cookie? Oh,
4: That's about so the extent that, of it. Because the kids aren't going to overcomplicate it like no. ad, like adults do. No adults same. overcomplicate it.
0: Yeah, we. It's always the adults coming in and saying, "Oh my God, what am I going to tell little Timmy about? You know, this guy used to be a a, a a woman, but now he's a guy." Or blah blah blah. It's like
4: it's like the kid isn't going to like care about yeah. all these no the kids are gonna
0: lose any. Sleep. the kids thing. are not gonna lose any sleep at night no exactly
1: know? the parent comes to that conversation carrying all this garbage carrying all these social positions you know that they've struggled with and the kid comes to it with people or people
0: yeah exactly yeah so it seems that you know so, as funny as it is sometimes the adults have to be reminded by the kids <laughs> what yeah. it's like to be human
1: exactly
0: <laughs> alright well thank you so much for joining us on the show today and thank you to Sarah Austin and you can uh, find our show on YouTube uh, on Facebook as well if you're part of that group uh, you can find us on com. you can find us on Facebook on Twitter at LATV Podcast send us a 5 star review wherever you find us it really helps us and helps others find the show uh, you can uh, if you really like what we, we do and you want to help us like our one of our friends Free Thinker 215 you can look at, look at us on Patreon slash LATV Perfect. Coming up next week, our old friend David Fitzgerald returns.
4: I am so excited to talk to him. We're going to be talking about
0: Moses. And, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about time shards as well. Sure, absolutely.
4: I'm going to get it in there.
0: The week after that, our old friend Anthony Magnabasco returns and gives us another street uh, epistemology lesson. Our old friend Dr. Ben Davis, our favorite nuclear physicist, returns. He's going to tell us the difference between physics and nuclear. Yes, quantum physics sorry yes.
1: another episode of
0: Ask Dr. Ben Ask Science. Dr. Ben we'll also have Andrew Jasko and Red Burks from the Skeptical Texans we'll be talking about cults
4: Ooh. and
0: we'll have Hersey of the Minnesota Atheist coming down we'll have our friend Lilith Starr who wrote her own old, uh, the Satanist Lilith Starr who wrote an old book she's going to be coming down and talk to us about that and also we're from the Ginger Snap podcast with Amy Cool will be coming as well on the show so we got another lineup
1: yeah. and there's a documentary that maybe people would be interested in that you need to look for called hail satan mm, with a question yes. mark and it has to do with the
0: that's just been released satanic temple oh, we, should, we should try to get the producer or something like that, yeah. the that. that'd be kind of cool yeah that'd be cool to talk about that. perfect great anything else i need to mention before we let you guys go
1: do uh, enjoy the sun? Yeah. We're all out of words. We
0: used them all for the podcast. Be good to each other. Thank you guys. Until next time.
3: I think the
2: reason is No, I'm an open book. Okay, perfect.
0: So what are your thoughts about sex with furniture?
4: Oh, how did I know that was coming? (laughs) Uh, Jeez, Kevin. Every time. Not every
0: time.
2: Well, furniture furniture can't give consent, so...
0: As long as you get lemon plages all that's, just... that's
1: the best answer Kevin has ever gotten. That, <laughs> that is the best answer. You got you got the prize, kiddo. We're proud of you.
3: Now let me take a second me. it sounds so hateful, but I swear to God, intended, I find it disgraceful. The thousands of children are raped by priests. And since The holy men of God that away Scot free and the Pope does his spare to keep it on the hush don't want to affect business he loves money too much we know that they love the kids but how the fuck can we protect them while they plan to molest them we're teaching them to respect them respect them fuck that the system is broke down working backwards in the only action or tactic i plan to practice now is to attack them the parties of god's hands are bloodstained millions of murders Let me take a 2nd don't mean it sounds so hateful But I swear to God, unintended. I find it disgraceful That many atheists are told to be quiet You're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer An infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith And unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed I'm an atheist, atheist, atheist